Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to tonight's amazing program. Thank you for joining us. Air of Shuas, the week Sunday before Shuas. And um, thank you for coming on tonight. We are Zoycha Tabib Shir 104. Can't believe it. Like every time I go over, I'll say this numbers, they like, get bigger and bigger. 104. And uh, it's a great success for me and Menachem to uh, partake in such a beautiful Sikhs Haverim. And I always thank every week everybody for coming on and posting on the WhatsApp statuses and texting people about it and uh, promoting it and telling friends about it. It's growing through via the people. And again, like we say, Sikhs Haverim. And if anybody wants to join the, the chats on Sunday, the WhatsApp, I can send you the flyers. Just WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066. And uh, every Sunday morning, I will send you the flyer for that week's share. Or you can go to menachembernfeld.com and sign up for the weekly, weekly emails with all the flyers, all the information, and you'll get the information every week. For all those that are watching the replay of the share on YouTube, you can click on the like button for Coach Menachem and the subscribe button. And every week when the new share comes out, you get notified and you get to know about it. Start off first with, with thanking all of our sponsors, the advertising sponsors, the Lakewood Scoop, right over here in Lakewood for promoting us here in Lakewood. This is tonight the real Lakewood share because we have Eric Sear from Lakewood and uh, Rabbi Yanif Chazak for promoting on the Chazak channels, Ellie and Ariel from Five Town Central for writing it up on their websites on the Five Towns. A special thank you to Chayla Kaufman Shmuel Summer from JCN, the Jewish Content Network, for always promoting us across all the Jewish digital platforms. The Coach Menachem Show is collaborating with OK Clarity. To bring greater health and wellness to the Jewish community around the globe. OK Clarity is the online platform for mental health support in the Jewish community. OK Clarity, you'll find the best therapists, coaches, nutritionists, engage in forums, and stay inspired. Links can be found the email after the show. Um, for all those that are here for the first time, every Sunday night at 9.30, we have a share. We have different bottom, different therapists that come and join us. It's been Meridik. Rebekah was here once before. He was here with somebody else. He was here with uh, Yossi Schaefer. Tonight, he's flying solo, and it's much longer to be married to Kashir again. Just for all those that are here, next Sunday, June 5th, will be Shavuos, so there'll be no Shir. Everybody will be learning. That's what we're talking about tonight. Shavuos, what are we doing on Shavuos? And then on June 12th, we're going to have an amazing Shir with Rabbi Ari Schoenfeld, who, if anybody knows who he is, he was world famous, probably the biggest Rebbe of all time. He had a few thousand boys during COVID learning on, on Zoom. So he's a Zoom king, and... Uh, he was really inspiring. I, I remember my son was used to go and listen, and I, I watched him a few times. He was unbelievable. And the topic is going to be, it's geschmack to be a kid. How to create a chinuch environment that brings out the best of our children. And uh, I think Rebari is probably from the best of that. He made COVID very exciting for a lot of kids. So we're looking forward to him coming on. It should be a powerful, deep and meaningful program. Send it around, let people know about it. Tonight, we have the schus and the honor of having Rebbe Kassir, the Shiva of Mo, the Eaton Town, located right here, not in Eaton Town, but in Lakewood, New Jersey. And a uh, very close uh, idea of mine. So it's a big success to have him here with us tonight. We'll get back to him in a minute. Rabbi Ksir, tonight's shear is 104. The gematria for 104 we came out with is Hoylich Vigadl. We should go and grow. So tonight's shear, we're going to go and we're going to grow. And we're going to come better over Yomtev. And we're going to open it up with Coach Menachem. who's going to tell us why we're here tonight. What are we talking about? Menachem. Yes. Welcome everyone to another Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem, Baruch Hashem, yes, number 104. It's a big schuss, and uh, thank you, Rabbi Kassir, for being with us tonight. And in Mitzvah Hashem, we have a lot of siyata deshmaya. 
So the topic basically is connection, Torah, Shavuos, how, what, when, and where. And the truth is the world, the world stands on, on the Torah. Since Sheshis uh, maybe Rashis, it wasn't, they weren't sure if it's going to last until, until Klal Yisrael um, said Nasev and Ishma and we're ready to be Mikavel the Torah. But sometimes we, we get a little bit lost. The same way we could forget that we don't belong in America, we're in Golis and we're waiting for Mashiach. And it's hard to, it, sometimes we forget that the, that the main thing, the main thing is Torah, you know, even those who go to work and uh, those who are not so connected, but without Torah, we, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't exist. I heard in Tesamta Vart from Rav Shemshin Pinkus, he talks about Emuna. His question was, why do we make Kiddush on a cup of wine? We should make Kiddush on a Blat Gemara. You should, you should learn Torah and connect. So why, why do we take a cup of wine? So he, he answers that Emuna, you have to feel. You can't just know it logically. You have to feel Emuna. And the cup of wine, when you drink it, you feel it. So it's more, it's more tangible, something that you can see and feel, and that's emuna. And the same, the same thing as the Shavuos, the Gemara says, Shavuos, you have to have a, the part of, of you, of your connection. Yes, learning is very important, but just to learn and have it in the, in the logic is not enough. We need that connection to understand where am I in this? How do I do this? And, and to feel it, to be part of it. And the Mitzvah that's what we're going to hear tonight. Another interesting thing is it's, it's very important to stop for a moment and see where am I? And, and everybody can think, where am I? What's my connection to Torah? And um, many of us, depending on where we grew up, uh, and which system we went through, which uh, Moises and how we picked up or those who didn't, to see what we have and how we understand, how we connect. And some are not connected sometimes because of it wasn't given over the right way. They don't feel, they don't want to learn. But we need to stop for a moment now as, as adults and think again and look into it, see what it is. And Trim Shampingas also says this, Many of us learn the way we learned in first grade. Every week we open the Chumash, ah, oh, this story I know already. My Rebbe told it to me. And every year again and again. But you're 20, 30, 40 years older. Why are you still learning with that level? Stop and learn it as if you've never learned it before. Horatius bara Kim. What does that mean? As if I've never seen it before. And that's the Koyach of Torah. We have to stop and see where am I in this? What's my connection? And even if I feel I don't want and I'm not connected, to be able to say, you know, I'm a little bit older, older now. Let me see. You know, today you have a lot of English and you can find a lot of Chavusas. There's a lot of ways to connect and to see where am I in, in the learning? What's my connection? And as if the Torah was given today, I know nothing about Torah yesterday, today, every day, fresh. So Amitz Shem, we have this chus to have Rabbi Kassir with us tonight. And somebody who sits in all, all day with Torah and helps others, 
those who are struggling, those who love Torah, and uh, he'll help us with all our questions in Mitz Hashem. Beautiful opening. Okay, so let's get right into it. I'm going to tell you some, some ground rules over here. So, uh, we spoke a few minutes before the share. So we, we started doing this before Yom Tov and bring on Rabbanim really to, I find that people have a hard time before Yom Tov sometimes connecting or understanding the Yom Tov. So we're trying to really get a real feeling from Yom Tov and the questions that come in and, you know, very negative people that are struggling in different Yomim. So hopefully of tonight's share, we can really grow together and understand the Yom Tov and how to all in our Matzavim grow together strong. Tonight's share is called how to incorporate Shuas into our lives and prayers for everyone, making sure we reach all our children and everybody with your Shuas. Tonight's share is sponsored by Moshe Shmuel and Chaya Sarah Milstein Eschus for Shaduk for all the children. Everybody's looking for a Zivik. My dear Mechatanim, Shkayach Rabbixira. And also tonight, let's put up the thing also. I was going to do Kesha. Um, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Oh, Rabbixira. Rabbi Gadali wanted me to ask you live. You went to Kesha Nafshi Thursday night. You spoke. You were the master speaker at Kesha Nafshi. We want to know what was your feeling when you were there that, that Thursday night you spoke to the, the few hundred parents. Then we'll go back. Then we'll go back to me. It's not your opening. Oh, I should, I should first answer this question. First answer this question. Yeah, putting you on the spot. Thank you, Yushi. But just to answer the question about Keshenafshi, I had this chus to be in Keshenafshi Thursday night, and, and and my initial reaction was that being in a place with so many Haley Yidin, and you were able to feel the, the crowd was was such an awesome experience because you're together with parents that are going through similar situations, but together with this, the goal, and like I mentioned in my, in, in my talk there Thursday night, I was humbled to be there, but I literally felt like I was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim because you knew the walls of that room were filled with Tfilas Yisrael, Tfilas Vena Yiddish Mama, Tfilas Vena Yiddish Tata, and you literally felt it. And Another thing what you felt, sometimes you come to such a convention, you're a little bit nervous before and a little apprehensive. What, are the, what am I gonna say to the people? What are the people gonna be like? There was such energy in the room. There was such, it, it, and most of all, you felt love. True, undiluted love. Love that parents have for children, love that people had with one another and specifically love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that was my initial feeling being in Parash Kesh Nafshi. Letting everybody know. Okay, let's share the thing. Tonight's share is also sponsored by Fresh Start. Um, Fresh Start's a good friend of mine, Yechon Palter, over there in Detroit. Fresh Start is an intensive seven-day retreat designed for men and women who understand the process of healing, unresolved trauma, neglect, and abuse. Participants will benefit from the combination of modalities, including attachment theory, inner child work, neurology, somatic work, self-regulation, mindfulness, family systems, and more. The retreat will help approach your past compassion while teaching you new skills to reparent yourself. This will create an environment to help you let you go of negative messages and emotions that are based on painful early experiences in your life, thereby allowing you to be more free to connect with your authentic, authentic self, resulting in a life of meaning and fulfillment. Fresh Start will enable participants to gain insight on how the past experience relationships impact your present functioning. Develop skills to emotion regulation and appropriate boundary setting strategies for ongoing management of stress and conflict, explore the origins of self-defeating behaviors and increase your self-esteem through processing and release of old wounds. Reclaim your authentic self and move forward towards emotional freedom. Learn how to learn how your spirit, body, and mind respond to trauma. 
create a better relationship with your spouse, better understanding, connect with your children. To learn more, go to www.thefsrc. Again, that's the FSRC, Fresh Start, I guess, Recovery Center. I don't know what it is, rc.com, or call 248-301-9997, 248-301-9997. And uh, this is also run by Rip Shimmer Russell and Rip Chase Taub. Those are the, the people that put it together, together with Yochanan Palter, but um, a lot of medical professionals there, and it's, it's an amazing program for the people that need it. So um, again, sorry for putting you on, putting you on the spot before, but I'll read your bio and then the floor is yours. Sunday Yosemisira is Rosh Hashiva Masifa Sifta of Eatontown Mo, Yeshiva gear for boys who haven't succeeded in the mainstream Yeshiva system. Rebeksira is involved with struggling teens for close to two decades. Rebeksira's experience with teenage chinuch and proper grasp of issues and today have made him sought out by parents, teachers, and Makankam alike. And on a personal note, from knowing Rebeksira for so many years, that's a very cute bio, but Rebeksira really deals with tremendous amount of adults and shalom bias and uh, a lot of issues. It's, you know, it starts off, I, I always said Rebeksira is the easy part is the, is the, the teenage years. It's much more complicated when it gets older. And I, I know the hundreds of hours that Rebeksira puts into people's lives and it's unbelievable. And it's supposed to have written at Rebeksira. Floor is yours. Thank you very much, Ushi. Thank you very much, Menachem. Like I said, I feel humbled to be invited back again, especially in such an important shear, a preemptive shear with standing mirror a few days before the Hilige Yomtev of Shavuos, and to be able to address the topic, how this, to make this Yomtev relevant to all, and how we can all feel the Simcha and the Kedusha of the Yomtev of Shavuos. I want to personally thank those who joined this year tonight. I noticed some of my Talmidim, or some former Talmidim as well, who are joined here tonight. I want to make a special mention for being part of it as well. But I hope you, everyone together with Mekadah Shem Shemayim. Having started a few minutes ago when you threw me the question about uh, Kesha Nafshi and we discussed the concept of tefillah, I feel it's appropriate to start tonight's shir with mentioning Yisrael, this day, the day that we're standing in right now, Erev Shchaydish Sivan takes a very, very special note on the Yiddish calendar. It's not a day that's known as a yomtiv. It's not a day that's that's written in Shulchan Aruch. But Erev Yishchidosh Sivan is a minig in Kalal Yisrael for hundreds and hundreds of years as a day set aside when parents are mispalal from for their children. It's a, its origins is in the Shlach Kaddish. We know the Shlach Kaddish wrote a special tefillah, a very, very special tefillah that's found in the back of many Sidurim that's made specifically, and just to quote the words of the Shlach, tefillah l'chal eis. This is a tefillah for all times. Specifically, this is a tefillah for Erev Rishchaydish Sivan, the one for Shadavan for himself, and for his children, that they should go on the proper path. And it's this is what the Shlach Kaddish writes. It's been a minute that parents say this tefillah, so I, 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 I consider this a great Kiddushem Shemaim, Ushi Amenachem, that having here together, so many people together, this itself, we should be kailal ourselves, we should include ourselves in Tfilas Yisrael, and that all our Tfilas should be answered, l'rachim l'rotan, to all sinachas de kedusha from all our children and our Talmidim. Addressing the topic tonight, how to make Shavuos relevant to all of us, and Torah for all, and if we think into it, Klai Yisrael, Hashem gave Klai Yisrael Yom Tovim throughout the year, and He gave us one of the Yom Tovim, you have Pesach, and then we have the Yom of Shavuos, we've actually been preparing for Shavuos for the past few weeks, we count spheres, so I'm counting down for this day of Shavuos. Now, this seems to be this mindset, and maybe we'll address this a little bit later on, that Shavuos is a yomtiv that only Yeshiva Barham enjoy, Yeshiva Light enjoy, 
But in truth, if Hashem gave us this Yom Tov, it's a Yom Tov for each and every one of us, for every per single person of Klai Yisrael, men, women, children, B'nai Torah, working people, everyone has to be able to connect themselves to the Yom Tov Yeshua's in, in, in the same way, the same way that everyone keeps the Yom Tov of Pesach and its halachas, the same way everyone hold, keeps the mitzvahs of Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we all have to be able to connect ourselves and get this message out of Shavuos as well. This that we said, that Shavuos is for all and Torah for all, is part and parcel of Matan Torah. And allow me just to elaborate, for, elaborate on this for one moment. Starting with Shreder Stephen, the Torah goes into detail, laying out what exactly happened the days preceding to Matan Torah. The Torah doesn't just go straight to the Aseris Adibris. We're going to lay in on Shavuos morning. We read it together in Parshas Yisrael. The Torah goes through details, literally what happened on every day, what happened on Rosh Chodesh even, what happened on the second day when the Hashem sent Va'atum Tiyum Amlachas Kehanim, the Shloish Tzmiya Hagbala. Hashem prepared Moshe Rabbeinu to prepare Klai Yisrael for this awesome day of Matan Torah. But if you look into the Pesukim, the Pasuk, what is that last Preparation. That's all standing by Harsinai. The Torah says of Ahibayim Ashlishi was the third day. They're waiting for this day. They're prepared for this day from leaving Mitzrayim. They prepared for this day the Shloishim Yagbolo. What happened on that last day? What's that last warning? What's that last preparation? And if we think it to ourselves, sometimes you get ready for something, you get ready for an event. And you know what's what's the last minute preparation? Hashem tells Maish Rabbeinu one person. Hashem Hashem already came down on Harsinai. He's about to give the Torah. Vayikra Hashem Moshe, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is already goes up in order to get the Torah. But before he's about to get the Torah, Hashem tells him one thing. Hashem Hashem tells Moshe, Raid Ha'ed Ba'am. I want you to warn the nation. Hashem We know that no Yid was allowed to go on to Har Sinai. They had to stay back. So I want you to warn them again, because Benafal Mimenurov, Klal Yisrael, because of they're going to want to just be able to be able to run onto Har Sinai. They want to be able to come close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. They'll come too close. Benafal Mimenurov. Let's read the words of the pasuk. And many people will fall because Hashem warned that if someone touches Har Sinai or if someone goes onto this Har Sinai, that person will die. So Hashem says, go warn them again. And Moshe says, why do I have to warn them again? They were already warned already. Hashem says, I still want you to make another warning. But what does the Pasik say? Many Yidin will fall. Many people will fall. Rashi says, if you look at Rashi, it's an amazing Rashi. Even if one person falls, if one person is not there by Matatairov, Hashem said, I want you to do another full warning because there might be one person that didn't get it. There might be one person that doesn't understand. There might be one person that's going to push himself a little bit too close and that person will not survive and he's going to miss out on Matan Torah. So we see the last warning, the last preparation for Matan Torah is Hashem said, I need every single Yid by Matan Torah. There is no one. And Hashem says, if one person falls, v'nafal mimenu rav. It's as if many people will not be there. We see how what how how important it is that when we're about to get the Torah and we're about to be mekabel the Torah, and as we know, the Svar Maktashim say every year we're mekabel the Torah. 
it's not enough that the masses or that roiv of Kalal Yisrael or that the majority of Kalal Yisrael are there for Ma'an Taira. It's not enough that the Bnei Taira and the Bnei Aliyah and the Kalal and the Light are there already from Antara. Every single person has to be Mechabal the Taira and Shavuos. It's important that every single person feels connected to this Maimon Har Sinai. If you're not connected to the Maimon Har Sinai, then, this, then, th- th- then we're missing out on Shavuos. So therefore, that makes it a double responsibility. So it's a responsibility upon ourselves that we have to make sure that we feel connected to Shavuos and not think, oh, it's just so yom, it's a yomta for the yeshiva bacham, for the kailinga light, because we were also, Hashem wanted every single person and every neshama to be the Bamat and Taira. But besides that, it's a responsibility. Moshe Rabbeinu had to go down and warn everyone to ensure that every yid feels connected to Torah. And if you know that someone that to somehow does not feel that connections, it's a incumbent upon you to teach him, to show him the right way, to be able to enlighten him, to be able to feel the special connection to Torah. And that in truth is the Yom Tev of Shavuos, because we know that what Klai Yisrael achieved by Shavuos was Vayichan Sham Yisrael Kenegad Ahar. Klai Yisrael came to an amazing Achdos. All of Klai Yisrael, from the few times that we know Ke'ish Echad Echad, Klai Yisrael was like one. They all felt responsible for each other. They all felt happy with one another. They all felt there to be there for each other and therefore to ensure that Matnatayra was not something for individuals or for certain part of Klaisol, but for every single for every single person of Klaisol individually, for every Nisham of Klaisol. When it comes, we could discuss this both on a on a two-pronged basis. This obviously has to do with the Yamtav of Shwur, so we all have to feel connected to Shwurz. But this is in truth because we know Torah is something that we learn every day. We send our kids to yeshivas, we send our girls to 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 the girls' schools, we send us our our our, our bachram to yeshiva gedolos. We have to realize something else: that Torah is for everyone, and everyone is connected for Torah. When it comes to chinuch to be mechanech our children, how to reach all our students, how to reach all our, our our children, we first must know that mindset: that Torah was made for everyone, was given for everyone, and there was no one in Claudius that was excluded to taste and to be able to feel the true time of Torah. Now, true, some, some students need unconventional methods to be able to be able to give them the Torah. And that's why we have different types of yeshivas. And that's why some, some students need help from other places. But we must realize that every yid is, has that special connection to Torah. He just has to be able to find a way and how to be able to, to allow it in. And that is the hakdama. And that is the introduction to our Yom Tev is to realize how Torah is there for every single one of Klai soul, and we just have to be able to allow it into all of us. Okay, beautiful opening. We're going to do a poll in the beginning, just to get everybody into it. Let's see if it works on this thing here. Hold on one second. Okay, so we're going to take a poll, take a break for a minute. We're going to ask them a question, then we have questions. And again, everybody's here tonight. We would like to have Rabbi Ksira standing at his new base medrash. Behind him, it's not a virtual background. It's a brand new sifra. It's a brand new sifra. The, 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 the Aaron Kodesh, the floating Aaron Kodesh in the Sifra of Eaton Town. It was just installed. It's beautiful. Rabbi Ksira, when are you having the Chanukah Zavayas? Be'ez Hashem in two weeks. June 13th, 6-13. Is everybody at 6-13? Monday, June 13th. Everyone is invited. They can see. They don't have to see it virtually. You can see the Aaron Kodesh. Um, 
But like I tell the Bacham all, all the time, al yes, it's a beautiful Aaron Kodesh and a beautiful Bismedrish, but Mashi If you want to come here during the day and to see the way the Bacham, the boys of the Msifta Vita town with Mesir Snefish, who come here on a daily basis to learn, to daven, sometimes it's hard for them. They're, they're, they're facing their own personal struggles and still be able to come and learn and steig, that's that, that that's the true simcha satira that goes on here on a daily basis. Okay, beautiful. Let's get let's get to the polls. Okay, everybody, that's two questions over here to get us into the shuas spirit over here. First question: When you think of the upcoming yom of shuas, what comes to mind? Comes up everybody. Everybody, can you see the poll? Yes. Okay, so there's four there's four answers. Choose one of the answers. The first thing that comes to mind is cheesecake. The second thing that comes to mind is um, learning all night. The third thing that comes to mind is the three-day umtif. Or the fourth thing that comes to mind is family time. The first, when you think of this coming shows, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay, the second question. How do you plan to inspire your family this yamtiv? Going to shul and learning together? Having a beautiful meal and delicious food? Planning on spending focused and quality time together? Or option four, I have no plans. Hope it all works out. Rabbi Sira, please help me. <laughs> those, are the, those are the four options. Choose, and then Rebbe Should I choose? I know what you're going to choose already, so there's, there's no point. Mm-hmm. The good food, obviously. Okay, five seconds. And then we'll get into the question. Again, tonight we have Rebbe Kassir here. You can ask him any and every question. He's versed in all the yana. So text Usher Parnas over here. And obviously live questions go first. And um, let's really, let's really get, all gain tonight together. I'm going to share it with everybody now. You ready? Very interesting. Okay, here we go. So the first question is, when you think of the upcoming Yantiv, Shuas, what comes to mind? 14% of people think of cheesecake. 26% of people learning all night. 40% of people are here. Most people thinking about that it's a three-day Yantiv. Wow. Probably very overwhelmed by that. And 20% of people are thinking about the family time. How do you plan to inspire your family this Yantiv? 10% of people are going to go to school and learn together. 24% of people are going to have a beautiful meal and delicious food. 50% are planning on spending focused and quality time together. 16% have no plans and hope it all works out somehow or another. Okay, connect off the screen. We'll start with some questions. Again, anybody who has anything? Well, what do you say first of all to the answers? Okay, so in truth, mm-hmm. um, in truth, all the questions are really right because if you look into Shavuos, Shavuos is a, you know, just going to, to the background of Shavuos, as much as Shavuos is a Yom Tov Kabbalah Satara, and one would think that then someone should spend the entire Yom Tov sitting and learning, the Gemara makes it a special mention. Shavuos, if in any Yom Tov that you're supposed to spend time eating and drinking and enjoying yourself with your family, it's on Shavuos. We all know the famous Gemara, as uh, Menachem had mentioned earlier, that Rabbi Yosef, who was the ultimate masmid, the ultimate, the, the, the ultimate god of Yisrael, he said to make sure to, to prepare for him his greatest dish on Shavuos because of the because of the Yom Shenitna Beitayra, and uh, of course the Svar Maktaishim will all explain, um, which we can go into detail throughout the year. That it's not just the Yom Tov Shavuos is not just learning Torah. Yes, we got the Torah in order to learn Torah, and Torah is for everyone. But it's also to live the life of Torah and to be able to apply the lessons of Torah to our daily lives. And that's regardless of one is in yeshiva, one left yeshiva. If one's a young child, the one's an older elderly person, he still has to live the life of ben of a ben or bas Torah. Living the life of a ben Torah doesn't mean that you're learning all all the time. Living the life of a bas Torah does not mean that that 
she's learning all the time was that she's married to a Kalingaman. It means that all your decisions and everything that you do in life is done through the prism and the le- and the lens of Tyra. And obviously that means to say you're going to enjoy your greatest foods because it's a Yamta family. So it's quite, it's, it's not surprising that a lot of people would say that is a beautiful way to spend Shavuos is by spending time with the family with the meals, preparing nice meals, regardless if it's milchiks, fleshiks, cheesecake, or uh, different types of delicacies, meat and wine for, for, for the men. But it is a chalik of, of the yamtiv. But on the other hand, it has to come hand in hand and realize why we're preparing these beautiful meals and what's the reason behind this yamtiv. On Pesach, we celebrate, we know the reason. We have people, we spend lots of time cleaning for Pesach, preparing for Pesach, making a beautiful seder, and we end up enjoying the Seder, but we all know why we're sitting there by the Seder. We're sitting there by the Seder to celebrate and to remember Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. When we're enjoying our family time and enjoying our beautiful Yom Tov meals, and when, and when we're preparing the Yom Tov meals and buying things for Yom Tov, we have to remember and know why we're doing it. We're doing it because we were Zeichet to get the Torah, and we are now all considered B'nai Torah. Okay, beautiful, Rabbi Kseir. Let's get into some questions. Everybody is live. We're going to put them in order, but we'll start off with a few basic questions. Um, I have a few teenage boys who are struggling in yeshiva right now. How could I inspire them to make shuas a more meaningful yomtiv and a more positive experience? So when discussing the topic of, of struggling boys in yeshiva means to say, and obviously that's a very vague term, um, struggling can mean they're in yeshiva, but it's just learning is coming hard to them which many Bachram do, are, are very familiar with this. It's very, you know, especially, you know, today we have different classes of Masifta. You have the Aleph, the Aleph, Aleph, the base plus the different labels. And that's, a, I guess, a, a time for a different share and a different Shmuz altogether. But when one feels that they didn't make it, learning is coming hard for them. So they get frustrated by learning. And then when you tell them that they have now a yomtiv for learning and a yomtiv that's made specific for learning, and I'm assuming it's a, it's a mother or a father that's asking this question. How can I excite them for the yomtum? And they're thinking, oh, wow, it's not that it's a, it's a yomtum that's going to bring me a benazmanim. It's not the yomtum that's going to bring me even a, uh, you know, a chalamite. It's a yomtum where I'm just going to be, if I may use the term, forced to go back to yeshiva to sit and learn for another few hours, which I, I never really enjoy. Um, but if, if, we somehow get this message across, and obviously that's not just an inspiration to be said on Shavuos. This is something, this is a question in general, where parents come in when a child is struggling in yeshiva, what's the parent's role? How could the parents excite them to go to yeshiva or make it or make the, 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 the learning more palatable for them or more gishmak for them? I just want to be able to say, you know, as a scoff and as a side, we say every day in Birch our brach, what is our bracha for Birch Now we know one of the most important brachas we make each and every day is Birch Every other bracha that we make is only Midrabanan. The one, the two brachas that are Midrabanan is Birch that we thank Hashem for the Torah, and we say, Baruch Hashem and the next word is, our bracha of Torah is, please, Hashem, make the Torah sweet for me. Sometimes it's hard. It's, it, it, it's a struggle and it's frustrating. And therefore, part of Kabbalah's Torah is that the Torah should come sweet. I should be able to, be able to it, it, it should become easy. I should be able to feel the sweetness of Torah. I shouldn't feel so frustrated. So therefore, it's not just a question for Shavuos night, but specifically on Shavuos, if 
a parent could be able to bring out to the child this thing that every person is connected to Torah. And the, the, the yomtiv is for you specifically. Now, each child, each parent will know the know where the child is holding or what the child needs. And to be able to, to bring out this point that Shavu is just the opposite. While other days of the year, you might feel a little bit left behind because you're not learning as much as you, you, the boys in your class. And you might not be able to full, put in a full Seder. And you surely might not be able to put in all the hours of Asmada that some of your friends and your, your, your classmates are doing. But just the opposite, Shavuos is made for you because Shavuos, every single Yid was equal. Hashem gave Torah to every single person. So the question is specifically, how can I, how can I inspire my children who are struggling in learning? Shavuos can be the springboard to say, this is the time to be able to say, connect yourself. This is the time that you don't have to feel left out. This is the time that we can all feel connected because, because of the great day of Shavuos. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. And it will be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance. Okay, let's go. We have a live question. You're on. Hi, Rabbi Kassir. Thank you for taking my question. Um, I'm Yeshiva Bachar, and Baruch Hashem, for many years I had great Shavuos experiences over the night, both with the learning and eating my cheesecake the next day. But uh, something I, you know, coming, boiling it down to the truth, I feel like I never really came out with anything different out of Yom Tov. I came out, I felt like I'm the same person. I never felt I really made a Kabbalah Satayra. I just felt I had a good night. I learned and I enjoyed, but nothing different. What can I do this year to have a different experience and feel like I took something out of it? Wow, an amazing question. Now, we all know that uh, throughout the year, we have different inspirations, right? We have the inspiration of Yom Kippur. We have inspiration of, uh, of Sukkot and Hashanah Rabbah. We have inspiration of Purim. Some people get inspired when they'll hear a good rush. The trick is, as the, the Ramban already says, Many times we can arouse the love and we could feel the emotions, but the, the trick is then be able to put it into something, they'll be able to feel it, to be able to um, put it into, in, into practice. Uh, and what I would say, um, I, I believe the Chassam Seif says, is that the greatest way to do it is to turn it into a chafetz, to make it into a chafetz. Any inspiration, inspiration can come and go. But if we take it, if we solidify it, we put the inspiration into something, and you know, like you said, that you're a Ben Torah, that you're a Shiva Bakr, so obviously you understand the Shifas, and you said that with this itself, it sounds like it's amazing, you have a good Shuas, the trick will be between It doesn't have to be, I'm not here to, to, to tell you any, uh, but uh, sometimes I tell my Bakr, I'm a very nice Kabbalah to make on Shavuos, and it doesn't have to be, I'm not here to say any specific Kabbalahs, but even just, like we mentioned before, Bircha Satayra, to say, my Kabbalah from Shavuos, I learned Shavuos night. Now let me put the Birchas Atayr, my daily Birchas Atayr for the next few weeks. I'll say it from a Siddur. I won't say it while I'm walking to Shul. I won't say it as I'm, as I'm halfway getting dressed. I'll be fully dressed and say it from a Siddur. This is just a suggestion. You know, everyone has that. But that, that might be a, a possible way. And again, this is a, just saying what the Svarim Akhtashim say. You say you have the inspiration and just to take it to the next level, to the daily level is to find something to put it into solidified but either in learning or like I said, something connected to learning. 
maybe if you take that inspiration and take a shvach bacher or someone that's a, uh, that needs some extra help and take some time over shvus uh, uh, and, and, and say, inspire him as well. Do something. If some people have that, uh, we, when we when daven, we say, so you did the lilmite, take it to the next level on your on your madrega to do the lilamite as well. These are just some, some two suggestions, but I'm sure you could find some as well yourself. Very good. Here's an interesting question. Should I send my 15-year-old son to shul even though I know he will not be learning a word? He'll be hanging out, maybe even smoking. Or should I just let him go to sleep at night? I'm not sure what's the right way. Well, Menachem, that's a very good question. Because um, those of us who, who are up every night, uh, it's Shavuos nights, we know that you know, every shul, Baruch Hashem, today has a nice coffee room. And uh, many shuls have uh, coffee and uh, snacks. And they're, ultimately, they're sitting People who are boys, Bacharim, uh, some older people who spend the most of the night in the coffee room. Shavuos usually is in, in a weekday, so you could smoke, those who allow you to smoke on Yom Tiv. And I'm assuming the mother is asking the question, is it smarter for me? I know my son is not the greatest masmid. He probably will not have a chavruso or a shir. Should I just send him to shul, knowing he might be in the coffee room? Or should I tell him to go to sleep? Listen, many people go to sleep and, you know, have a regular normal day. Now, obviously, the mother who asked this question has to know her son, which, but I'm going to go out on a limb over here, and I'm going to say something. It's important for a yeshiva bacher, and it's important for anybody, and maybe we'll discuss different ages and different stages. It's hard for certain people to stay up all night, but it's important to be in shul shavuos night, even if you're not going to be learning. Obviously, if the person's going to stare, he's going to disturb other people learning, or if there are elements in the shul that can have a bad impression on your son, then no, do not send your son there. But if overall, there is an atmosphere of learning in the shul, but like I said, there are some people in and out of the coffee room and he might be there more of the night, but not gonna have any great repercussion. A boy who could say, I was up shuas night, a part of shuas night, and then depending on your minig, if you should have to seek it or not, but there's, there's, there, there's a certain sgula and there's a certain um, avira is a certain avir for those who know who stayed up Shavuos night. If you're around Matan Torah, if you're around the Bismedish, ultimately you'll come in. You'll learn a little bit. Now I'm saying it's a very I, I, I cannot, it's not a broad sock in a certain way because if you know there are certain shuls we've either you have to know how to stay away because there are elements there that either the conversation or the people hanging around there or like I said could lead to certain thing smoking or worse which can be a bad hashma on your son. I'm not talking about it's a bad hashma. Just you know your son won't be learning. Still try to push him to go to shul. Just go to shul shul's night. This is my personal opinion. Yeah. I, 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 I'm open to others' opinion and there are others who, who might feel differently. All right, so let's jump into this question. My son is a 10th grade and doing well in yeshiva, but always needs a little hand-holding I want Shavuos to be an amazing experience for him. What can I do to give him an amazing Yom Tov? Regular boy in Yeshiva, I want to make his Yom Tov, you know. He needs that, that little, you know. So here's what we get to what the Gemara says. Make Shavuos special. You show him if the mother and, this, and, 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 and if, if the mother makes Shavuos special by buying special foods, making special foods, incentives. Nash, I mean, 
you know, I'm just going to make a shout out to the Rebbeim of my yeshiva, which uh, to them and their wives and the family do the ultimate serious nefesh, where each Rebbe hosts his entire class. And we're talking about Rebbeim have between 10 and 15 boys moving in for a three-day yomtev. The, the amount of, besides the food that they cook, but the amount of nash that you buy and the amount of um, different incentives that you make just to show that it's a special day. That was what Shavuos has to be. It's a special day. Make it special. And the same goes through. If you have a 15-year-old, make that yomtev special for him. Ask him what he likes. If he wants a special type of food, if you know, that's what Rav Yosef asked. He specifically requested from his wife or the cook or whoever it was, make for me the special food. We have to do that for all our children as well. A special bachel that's a good boy. Show him well. It's not just for, for struggle. But show, him that, show him that as well. This is the yomtev. This is your yomtev. You're, you're the... You, you're the Baal Simcha. Of course, like we said, Shua is for everyone. But the Ben Taira, the true Ben Taira, he's the true Baal Simcha. Get him that special dessert. Okay, very good. Just another question here. I'm married with a few kids, and it's very hard for me to stay up Shua's night. What is the right thing to do as an adult? This is a very good question, especially, you know, this year might be, <laughs> might be a little bit easier because we have a Shabbos afternoon that precedes it. And, uh, but especially, um, I, I feel, uh, I feel that just, if I can say a very personal story now, and uh, I'm asking Mechila from, uh, from the person I'm going to say the story about, but this story goes back quite a few years ago. And whenever, there's a very chash of a man in Lakewood Yeshiva, must be in, in, in his deep 60s or 70s, and he's still sitting and learning. And whenever he, whenever he sees me, I don't know him personally, but whenever he sees me, he says, um, oh, Rabbi Kassir, whenever I think of Shuas, I think about your father. He's talking about my own father. My father, Baruch Hashem, he works. Um, he's, he's in the nursing home industry. And like uh, many, many, that, that now he lives in Lakewood, like many, but in those days he lived in Flatbush. And like many, he used to come to Lakewood for, for, for Shuas. And um, this Chashav man tells me, he says, he sees this obvious looking balabas. My father looks like a balabas. He did, did not have the yeshivish look. Sitting and carving uh, over his standard there in Basil Yo. Those days, Basil Yo was in the trailers, for those who remember the before it was Basil Yo, just carving away all night. And this uh, man went up to him and said, Wow, you must have got a few hours of sleep this afternoon. So he sees a uh, balabas carving with his chavus all night. And my father, Zalzang said this quip, and he said, I was in my nursing home till 5.30. No, he had a two-day yomtev going out. I was in the nursing home. My father's the nursing home business. I was in the nursing home till 5.30. But, and, and he says he gets that inspiration every Shavuos night, that, that someone didn't take a nap Shavuos afternoon, and uh, he worked all day. So the question is, like I said, this year it's a little bit easier because it's Shabbos. But some people work, and sometimes it's hard to be up the entire Shavuos night. First of all, it's an amazing thing that certain shuls do, that they make programs and they make shiurim and they have interesting topic and rabbanim try to get different speakers and interesting speakers just to keep, keep the limit hatayra going throughout the night. But even if you cannot make it all shuas night and if you cannot make it all shuas, don't have to, you're allowed to go to sleep shuas night. It's not a halacha and there are many minyan of the daven, the, the daven in the regular time shuas morning. But a Person has to know, any married person, even a married, Shavuos night is not the night that after you bench, you go up to bed. 
On Friday night, you bench. It's a late Shabbos, an early Shabbos. It's 9, 10, 11 o'clock. You bench. You could go up to bed. Or if I say you don't want to go to bed, you could go to the couch and you might take, uh, I don't know which magazine, but you could take the Mishpacha, the Ami, Yater, Hamadir. You could, you could relax a little bit. That's not what you do Shavuos night. Shavuos night, a person has to know he goes to shul, even if it's only an hour. And if you can't go to shul, you don't have a, you have a shul in the neighborhood, it's too much, then don't go to bed. Take something. Be mavesedrum. There's enough svarim that are in English, so it's translation. Say to Hillam, Shavuos night is David HaMalach's yard side Shavuos. Say to him, a person has to know our connection to Shavuos is that our meaning is we don't go to sleep. And even if it's only a half an hour, an hour, you can't do it. I'm staying up, whatever it means according to your ability. And that has to be your mahalach when it comes to Shavuos night. Oh, is it my turn? Oh, you're on, you're on. <laughs> I was wondering, you're talking uh, uh, mostly about, you know, the men, uh, you know, obviously the men of the, you know, more the obligation to stay up late, but what about women, you know, like maybe single women or those that, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of women that may have problems with connection. Do you encourage them to also stay up uh, or do something Shavuos night? And I, mean, I was going to say when I was, my younger days, my friends, we had this a Shavuot time, we called it, where we'd be up, you know, learning. Uh, I never made it to dawn or anything, but I just wondered, would you encourage women to do um, similar, you know, uh, anything similar? Is that uh, just the guy's domain or what? That's an amazing question. It's really an amazing question. I was almost like, wait, wait because we're talking about like guys learning Shavuot night. And, the, you know, I started by introduction to the Shia how Shavuot is for everybody. And we were all there by mountain player, men, women, children. And here I go on speaking for the past half an hour, how yeshiva guys and guys, and it was up Shavuos night. And even if we could discuss a woman's connection to Shavuos, which obviously there has to be that connection to Shavuos because they were there by mountain tire and they have to sell them right mountain tire the same way the men. And it's not just by baking cheesecake and putting together some nice flowers. You know, it's being part of the kedusha of the Yom Tov now, there are certain communities, I believe in certain Sephardish communities from way back, that women do go to shul Shavuos night. There is are such a community, but it doesn't seem like that that's accepted custom in, I should say, in, a majority, in many of the communities of Kalah Yisrael, especially if one has little children and the men are going to go to shul. Someone has to stay home and someone has to be there for the children, but it doesn't seem like the... the now, but... I would suggest, so, so, so in order to, to personally answer your question, and, and you mentioned something which um, could be a very sensitive topic. What about, you said single woman, a woman that don't have children, a woman that, that do not have family obligations. What is their connection to Shuas? Because like I said a few minutes ago, a mother could make her connection to Shuas by encouraging her children to learn or by making special things for her children to know. But what about a single woman who doesn't have that, that connection? Now, I'm gonna say now something very personal. You still have to make, like I said, it doesn't seem to be this accepted minic to go to shul on Shavuos night, especially if there's no shirim. If your community has a shir which is open for men and women and you can go there, by all means, it's beautiful and commendable. What I do feel is a woman could connect herself to Shavuos. I'm going to say something which is personal. Other people have different ways. There is a, 
the women have a very strong connection to Shavuos because we see besides Matna Torah, Shavuos is a time that we read Megillus Rus. Rus is the ultimate Giyaris, the ultimate convert. She was the grandmother of David HaMelech, and she takes a special, special role in Shavuos. So we see there's actually a special connection that, that the women have specifically with Shavuos. So I would say there's a very special time to be in Shul. If you can be in Shul, there's two special tefillahs that we say on Shavuos in addition to our davening. One is the beautiful tefillah of Akdamas. Akdamas milan v'sharoi yeshusa. It will be very, very helpful if before Shavuos or on Shavuos to have a machzer or sit with a translation. If you just read the words of Akdamas, the, 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 you just could, could shudder and, 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 and get excited by the words that are written in Akdamas. And being part of Akdamas, now someone who's up all night in Davids Vesikin, they usually um, read Akdamas quickly and doesn't get the, 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 the beauty or the, the, full, the, the full power of the Akdamas. But if you go to a later meaning, especially, and you could see Akdamas especially slowly with its translation, you'll feel connected to Shavuos. Because in that Akdamas, it discusses how Hashem created the world. It discusses Matan Torah. It discusses how special and what it means that we have Torah, how different we are from all other nations in the world. And there's no one that compares to the Heilige Klal Yisrael. It discusses what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. And ultimately, it finishes off with a special, special tefillah that we should all feel connected to the Torah. So my personal um, suggestion would be, if you're asking a person, be in shul by Akdamas with a translation, and if possible, the next day when they read Rus as well. Hey, Rabbi. Hey. We're gonna put on one of your Talmidim. Oh wow! Hi, Rabbi, it's good. Oh, I want to know: is there a specific like Gemara or Sefer that you should learn over the night? So. Oh, Ben is asking. I see some other boys in the background, so I want to make a. I sure feel like I'm giving share. <laughs> ben is asking: Is there a specific sefer that one should learn on Shavuos night? So, getting in a little bit of the background, there's a whole question actually: What one should learn on Shavuos night? Many chesidim and many communities have something which is called Tikkun Leil Shavuos. Tikkun Leil Shavuos is basically a combination of every part of the Torah. Mikshua's night, it's such a Heiliger night, it's such a great night to, to learn a little part of the entire Torah. A few psukim from Bereshus, a few psukim from Nayach, going on to a few psukim from, 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 from Tanakh, and it takes quite a few hours if you go through the entire Tik and Lel Shavuos. In the yeshiva world, they actually say Shavuos night, how do you prepare yourself for Torah? they actually really learning stark, learning and harving in learning. My suggestion is, and what I do every time with the Bacham is, is what we do is, and this is why I tell Yeshiva Bacham, Yeshiva Bacham can learn Gemara Shavuos night, but take a few Geshmaka blot of Gemara. It could either be the Sugyas of Matnatayah, which is Masech the Shabbos, or it could be um, different, you know, many times you find the last Perik of Masech the Sukkah, or the first Perik of Chagiga. Prokham of Gemara that has a mixture of both Lamdis, Agadita, some Halacha and that will keep you going the entire night. But the main thing, Ben, is be learning Kol Masha Leib Chafetz. Thank you for coming. Okay, let's get into this question. It's a tough question. As a single mother, the father's not around, for whatever the reason is. 
how do I inspire my boys over this Torah Yantif? Um, Ushi, as you said, this is a tough question. Because when it comes to a single mother, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, always a challenge. What's the proper chinuch of a single mother? And it, I want to make give a, a, there's a special, special uh, dedication that the single mothers, they step in many times in the father role, regardless of the father is around or not around, meaning to say if whatever the situation is, why she's a single mother and if the father, but if she's the one that has the, children most of the time, or many of the Yom Taivim, or if she has, if it's a question of custody. Um, so like I said, that especially as, and as we heard the previous question is, seems so much to be a men's Yom Tev and uh, the, the father's taking the boys to shul and learning with the boys. How can a single mother, and my answer is, is really going to be a request to the men out there that are listening to the shir. But if you know that there's a single mother in your neighborhood, if you know that there's a single mother, a family member, and many times you're there for them, you're there to do an extra errand, you're there to pick up something for them, keep that in mind, make them an offer. Can I take your boys to Shul Shavuos night if, it, if they're age appropriate? Can I be there for them Shavuos night? Because obviously for a single mother to let her, well, depending on the age, but to let her boys go out alone, Late at night, it's a safety issue. They have to have an adult picking them up, taking them to shul, walking them back home if they're going back in the middle of the night. And this is a request for people out there to be there for the single mothers for our community. They need, they, 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 many times they don't wanna ask the help. And when they ask the help, they ask us for the big things. And we forget, we sometimes tend to look, overlook the little nuances with thinking that no one's thinking about them, such as who's going to take the boys to shul on, on a shul's night. Um, as the mother, as a single mother, just as the mother, she could do what she does best, bringing in that happy atmosphere into the house, the house, what it means, a house that's built on Tyra, the house that's, that's created on the on the foundations of Torah. And that's how we celebrate the Yom Tov and how lucky, again, over and over again, the theme of Shavuos has to be is the Ashabach Abonu, HaKlai Yisrael is so special. We could go a little bit to a detail, um, but but that's that, you know, that, that, that would be my advice to a single mother is more a request to us all to be out there for them, to be able to offer them to where with they need this extra hand. We had Rabbi Bender a long time ago on the Shir, and we're speaking about a, a similar Indian. Rabbi said that for Akra by him, there's also a thing as that. A person who's a single mother or Yusayma or whatever, it's, it's like, it's posh that the person goes and takes the kid to show, like, this is the way the community is built. Like he said, that's the way he, he himself goes to people that don't have, you know, fathers for whatever reason, Yusayma, and picks them up, takes them to show, like, you know, like, it's posh. So, you know, I remember Rabbi Bender saying that. Okay, here's an interesting question. I married Baruch Hashem, but I really never learned in yeshiva. When it comes to learning, I don't feel anything. It's it's hard for me to connect, understand. It's hard for me to connect to Shavuos. Can the rabbi suggest how can I enjoy and connect to Hashem over this Yom Tov? Other Yom Tovim, there are things like matzah, lulav, but Shavuos doesn't have anything, just learning. Can you please help me out? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. 
Because when it comes to the Yom Tov like you just said, Menachem, there's no mitzvah. Every year goes and buys matzahs, he shakes luluv, and therefore he feels part of the Yom Tov. But every year never, like you said, he never learned, he never, how does he connect to Shavuos? And this could get a little bit to what, uh, what was asked a little bit earlier, how maybe a woman could connect themselves to Shavuos. Uh, and what's, what's the woman's role when it comes to Shavuos? And we have to realize that we said in the beginning of the year, when Hashem gave us Torah, Torah was given the Atem Tiuli Mamleches Kehan and the Goy Kaddish. Klal Yisrael was turned into a nation of kings and queens, of a prince and princesses. That was given to Klal Yisrael by Kar Sinai. Mamleches Kehan and the Goy Kaddish. Every Yid is a king, every Yid is a queen. Every single Yid, we know that. The famous of Shimon, of Shimon says a shita, and it's this has halachic ramifications. That call yourself We are considered a king. We are considered a prince, and that is the mitzvah, the lifeblood of Klal Yisrael. This that we know that in Yiddish there's a certain term that we can't. You know, yes, we have mitzvahs and averus, but there's also a certain term that's called espasnish. It's just not befitting of you. We live an elevated lifestyle. A Yid lives an elevated lifestyle that came on Shavuos. This elevated lifestyle, the Ashabachar Bonimikal Am, that came on Shavuos. So, in order to answer this younger man's question, there's a two way we can answer. We can, in one way, say, like we started this year, that every person is connected to Torah, and somehow he could connect, somehow he could learn on Shavuos as well. But I'll leave that to the you know, he'll, that's something that he could figure out what in learning talks to him. I mean, just look at it recently. Think of how many thousands and thousands of people, people have said they've never learned before, are learning that Fiyomi, or Messiah Mesechtis. They're learning Mesechtis Yivamis that we know is probably from the hardest Mesechtis and Shas. And you see, people never learn just going through Mesechtis Yivamis. So obviously, once you just try it, you do it, you do it on your pace, it will happen, it will come. So even though you didn't get it when you were a bacha, you never really learned, but there are ways to connect yourself and learning. But even putting to actual learning per se to the side, the question is, what do I take out of Shavuos? Or in that sense, like we said before, what does a woman take out of Shavuos? She's not dafka learning, nor there's no, there's no extra shiurim, like we said before, for the woman. I am living the Yom of Shavuos. Thank you, Hashem, for turning me into a princess. Thank you, Hashem, for turning me into a prince. I am a prince. I will not do certain things, not because it's an Avera, because simply it's below me. It's unbefitting of me. I'm so happy to be part of this aristocratic family, which is called Klal Yisrael. And that's what we celebrate at Shuas. And that's my connection to Shuas. And that's give it over to your children as well. Over and over again, give that message over to, to your children. And you said before, or she mentioned before the question about a single mother with her boys. What if it's a single mother with some girls at home? So she has literally no boys around. It's only a girls or a few single girls celebrating Yom Tif together. Yes, we could say there's certain things they could learn. Like we said, they could do Akhtamis and they could do Rus. And they could even take out some Svarm. But the main theme that we should take out of it, if you're not learning, is Ashabachar Banu. I'm a Yid. I'm not just. I'm not just a, 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 a low type of uh, person. I'm an aristocrat. We same way we know. You know, we we see we we greet and meet so many people throughout the day, throughout the week, and we meet, meet people in different positions and. 
Some people we can tell are, are laborers, are workers, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they speak. Some people have more aristocratic positions. Some people have more of an elevated position. Every yid has that madrega of Achitim, Rabbechus, Kehan, and Okay, hi. You're on. You can go. Okay. Do girls have to stay out for like a teeny bit or live for a teeny bit or like not at all? Like, are they obligated? Do they have to do it? They don't have to. They surely don't have to. Um, the, the, you know, we don't see any Indian that girls to, to, to do it. Um, if girls want to stay up a little bit after the meal in the house and be able to learn something together to bring in with you the, the spirit of shuas, that's commendable. But to go to shul in a place where it's not, where it's not the minic to do, then, then there's no Indian to do that. Stay up and play games? I don't, there's no Indian to do that. I think it's more important for girls than to go to sleep and be and go to shul shul morning to be the Vaseris and Dibbins Vak Thomas. A few more questions came in. You ready? Here we go. Um, it's a tough question, also. <laughs> and you know, someone, this question to reach called so tough. It's not it's not Hilchas Pesa, you know. It's tough. Life is tough. I'm someone pretty important in my shul in my neighborhood. I'm going through a personal struggle now that makes me feel very depressed. I am missing the drive and passion and everything, and even more so with Hashem and learning. I'm scared for the upcoming yontif. What words of chizik could you tell me before I go into this yontif? This is a tough question because, yeah, like you said, it's so, he's someone that's important in the community. And I'm assuming means to say so he has to be uh, the face of the shul or being uh, arranging the shiurim or being there all night and making sure the physician minion, you know, has has everything. That's Doesn't have the option of just going in his bed and sleeping all under. Right, and 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 he's really not into it. He really doesn't feel it. Um, this gets into you know this. I'm sure that you know, Ushi, you've addressed in many shiurim about um, people that are already uh, married with children and uh, are somewhat set, but they still have their ups and downs. And uh, they, they suffer, I call it midlife crisis or burnout. And especially when it comes to Avaidus Hashem, I'm assuming this person is asking, I just don't feel it. What can I, uh, how can I connect myself to, to this yamtiv? So now I'm going to say something in a, a chinuch, which may be a little bit um, controversial or debatable, but I'm a firm believer in this. But when it comes to Avedis Hashem, and specifically when it comes to Torah learning, I shouldn't say when it comes to Avedis Hashem, because that could be very debatable. And I have to be very careful how I say it, because I don't want to be taken out of context, and I don't want the, your, your, your phone to be buzzing. But there is a concept of fake it till you make it when it comes to Torah learning. Not one, I'm not talking about specifically about mitzvahs, but fake it till you make it is, we know that there's a, there's a whole... Uh, question sometimes a person is not into something but you'll put on the front even though it's not authentic and hopefully then you'll come when it comes to learning that's something that can work we know when when, when it comes to learning there's this concept of so one of the actual ways of kenyan of acquiring Torah is in a way of learning simply because you're going to get a prize simply because you might get Certain incentives, simply because you might be called a certain title, but you learn, and then the Torah tells you it's you learn. So when it comes to learning, there might be this concept of fake it till you make it as much as possible. 
You carry a prestigious position in the shul. You carry a prestigious position in your community. Try it. Maybe this shul, you say, I'm going to give it all I, I got, even though I'm not completely into it, even though I'm not. But this is my opportunity to be the first shul, to arrange the shiurim, to arrange the sponsors, to make sure there's enough food, drink, incentives, whatever it is. Maybe try giving a shiur yourself. Maybe try bringing in the bacham. This is a... a, a the, the, the Bachram that don't have Chavruzes, be able to give them a, spe- a, a, a special share. Maybe do something special for the community, and then hopefully that will acquire to you something that you'll get more into it that you've been missing out recently. Okay, let's go. We have a lot of questions over here. Unmute. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes, hi. Okay, so my question is maybe... Um... It's about uh, how can a woman, uh, maybe there are many questions about women, but how can a woman really connect to the inspiration of Yom Tif when really there is not too much of a place for women in this Yom Tif? Like uh, it's all around learning and not necessarily, not always a woman has the opportunity to, to learn with other people on Shavuos. And at the same time, there is a whole balagan uh, of uh, of the the schedule. The husband come, the husband children come home. They are zunked, and not necessarily so inspiring for the woman who is waiting to give them, you know, breakfast or whatever. And so the whole and then everybody is out of schedule and tired. And I mean, it's very hard to relate to the inspiration of of Shavuos when you are not really part of it. I mean, to prepare six meals is not so inspiring, not for me at least. So that, that's it's a very good question, which part of it we addressed a little bit earlier, but I think you added now a, a different dimension. We, we, you know, we had discussed some of the previous question, how a woman could somehow connect Shavuos different times. And we expressed also that Shavuos was given to women just as much to, to men, but you're even adding a dimension, especially when the men have such a upside down schedule and they're coming home early in the morning, late at night, you prepare the sudas and you try to get everyone up for the sudas, everyone's half asleep, pulling asleep, going back to sleep. <laughs> and even the, the sudas that, that, that you want to be able to enjoy and that you prepared so much for and you be able to you put so much into, even that doesn't happen. So the way the women connect to Shavuos, so we explain different ways how a woman personally connects to Shavuos, even though they say there's not much learning for the women, but women have to be able to, to A, if possible, go to Shul, be there for Thomas and Sarah Sadibris, be there for, for, for Seferos, and B, to be able to focus on this message, how Torah was given to us, and specifically that we are a special, each woman is a queen on her own right. She's a princess on her, on her own right. When Hashem gave Torah, he said specifically, the women are just as much equal when it comes to Kabbalah Satayra. On a personal, um, you and you mentioned, especially this year, it's a six, it's a, it's six meals, it's a three-day yomtiv. So maybe this could be a, as, a, as a, maybe as a personal suggestion is, Take one meal, and, you, and I don't know the dynamics of your family or the dynamics of the people that you're going to have over, but take specifically one meal. Maybe it's the second night, Yom Tiv. Maybe it's, uh, it's Friday night even. And you're going to say, this is the meal 
that we're going to be fully into. We're going to make this the most special meal. This is not going to be the meal when anyone's tired. This is not going to be the meal when anyone's rushing to yeshiva. This is not going to be the meal that people want to be woken up for or, 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 or going back to sleep for. Make one meal that's that special meal. All the other meals, like you said, use the term as a little bit of a balagan. People coming, going, sleeping, waking up. And, and as much as possible, speak it over to the people of your family and say, we're going to have this meal. Well, everyone's just going to be calm, collected, and truly enjoy Yom Tif together. You know why? Because we want to enjoy Yom Tif too. Express this. Say, express this. The women want to enjoy Yom Tif too. We're not just here to be able to obviously serve whenever everyone is ready. Um, we want to be able to enjoy this Yom Tif. And if, if you could set aside that out of the six meals, one meal that works for you best, it might be a, a big, a big help for your family. Let's go have another live question. You're on. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Rixir mentioned that it's, it's not just the learning. It's, it's being a Bentaira. I'm young about BMG. And I, I sometimes hear guys saying like, Oh, it doesn't pass for, for a Bentaira case. I'm not a Bentaira. How do I, I get past that and, and stay strong? And if it's, if it's, if a taco doesn't pass, not do it. So the, que the question is, how do you get past those who make fun of you and say that's not, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sure the, the question. No, There's not for myself, for myself. So sometimes even for me, you hear people, other people saying like, it doesn't pass. Say, okay, so I'm not a Bentara. How do I get for myself? How do I get over that? So, so you, it's a very good question because when it comes to things that don't pass, there's no shulchan aruch, there's no halacha, and all it is is sensitivities. And what's sensitive to one person is not sensitive to another person. And we could use many, many examples. And people will tell you, but you're even asking more so. Okay, so it doesn't pass. So, so I'm not a bentire. And the truth, no one will be able to tell you, oh, you're doing something wrong, because as long as you're not doing something um, that's not, you know, that's not, uh, that's not against halacha, you really can't say you're doing anything wrong. Now we know that the Ramban does say Kedoshim to you the concept of Kadesh that is a, a, a concept that a person can't not everything is right or wrong. There's a there's a concept of a person being Kadesh yourself. Um, being able to to for yourself, how do you get over? But I believe the question you're asking is how do you yourself? This is gonna take this is gonna take a shot of self-confidence. You, be, you should believe in yourself. You should believe in yourself. Now, if certain things, sometimes you're not holding by something and you're not up to it. Okay, so, you know, you, you can acquire certain things. And certain you could say certain things you could just keep on your own and certain secrets that you want to Kaddish Baruch Hu keep that, that, that only the two, that certainly the closest people know that there's certain anagas or certain minhagim that you will do because you have certain standards and you're allowed to have those secret standards. Obviously, a person can't use this uh, as a blanket to just say, I'm not going to do anything because I don't care for being a Bentaira. There's a certain uh, badge of honor that a Bentaira wears. And that we're not talking about being, uh, I don't want to get into the whole, um, um, you know, conversation of being yeshivish and doing things just because this is what yeshivish people do. And if it's the right thing or it's the wrong thing, or this is the minic, I'm mocking, this is a whole different conversation. But there's a certain things being a Bentaira Realize that you have to live because you're about Ventura. One has to live an elevated lifestyle. What an elevated lifestyle is, 
that's something that you, and um, you said you're in Oman, you and your wife can determine, you and your family can determine, this is what our family does. This is our family's Hanhagah. It doesn't have to be something that your friends tell you about or not. You can agree with them or not, but that's, you should be able to have that confidence to, send, to say that I'm living the life of a Ben Torah. Somebody text a question, interesting question. What does it feels like the age? How do you know when the boy is the right age? And what is the age when a boy starts going to shul shoes by night and staying up? Is there, like, what, what's his opinion? It's a very generic question. It's a generic question, but it's a good question. First of all, it's, it's when the child asks for it. When the child, when the child, you know, is the child talking about it? What grades in yeshiva are they talking about it? Now, again, many shuls make programs for boys, and then many of them will be over earlier. They won't go the entire night. But, uh, but you have boys already in sixth and seventh grade, you know, but I would say but a boy by 11 years old probably should start to feel of being in shul uh, uh, at night. What happens if the 11-year-old doesn't have, like, any feeling to going uh, to the shul? Then, then, then he could go to sleep. Then he could go to sleep. There's no, you, the, 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 there's no way you need to bring it there. Bring Somebody else texted a funny question. It's interesting. He said, why, why is it such a big minute to stay up at night and learn? It's only a few hours. Wouldn't it be better to go to sleep and learn the whole shoes by day? It's a great question. <laughs> I don't want to say that, you know, there's an old joke from the Bali Musa. The Bali Musa used to say that you, you stay up the entire shoes night and then you sleep the rest of shoes. <laughs> shoes is the yomtav of Kabbalah Satayana. This year, three days yomtav. You do once shoes night, just a few hours. And because of that, you're making up and uh, sleeping the sleeping the rest of the rest of Shuas. But obviously, the Sarmak the Sarmak say that there's a certain skula, there's a certain atmosphere, and I'm sure many of us feel it when you walk at Shuas night. There's just a, that an avira of learning to know that there are thousands and thousands of people that are being up all night. Now, the Zayra Kaddish, of course, says that if one doesn't sleep Shua's night, this great things will happen to him the entire year. So there is a certain Akadosh Baruch who puts in the, in the world on Shua's night to prepare us from Kabbalah's Torah, the way the Zayra Kaddish calls it, a dachya yaseira, a certain purity in the world. There's a certain purity. Um, you know, not that to get into Kabbalah, the Kenyana, but to be able to learn a night without anything bothering us without any impurities in the world is a great school. This is a good one. Somebody texted me. How can I get my husband to learn more? I obviously don't want to be the nagging wife, but often I feel like he wastes time on Shabbos, Yontav during the week, and now that it's coming Shuas, and he probably won't go to shul and the kids are seeing that, it would be much better for our family if he would start learning or being a learn home or shul, but I don't want to tell. What's the right approach about that? That's a great question. A very good question. First of all, you know, I, I'm following a little bit your series, Oshi and Menachem. Oh. I believe this, this is a song that maybe, maybe goes into the past few weeks' question of the Shalom Bias series. Um, and before we answer the question, I just want to say what I say to Younger Light. As you mentioned, I speak, uh, you know, I've talked to many couples, Shalom Bias, and we, a lot of the things that I encourage Younger Light. Yeah, let's be honest. If it wasn't ever sure, we're going to do Shalom Bias. So have to do <laughs> So you got to be part three to come. But people, and, and like we talk about the Shalom, people don't realize what having, what, what a husband going to learn, what it does for the Shalom bias. I mean, uh, this past, this, this past, uh, when Dafyomi started again, Brochus, this past Machsar of Dafyomi, a little over two years ago. Was it two years ago? Three years ago, right? It's a, two and a half years ago. So I started giving a daily share to, um, I, a, a daily recording to, to a lot of my alumni, quick tafiyemish here. I can't tell you how many of the 
wives texted me that it would change their shalom bias that they know their husband has a seder every day that he takes a gemara and sits and learns dafiyami. So how much what a seder limud does for the shalom bias besides the actual limud atayr is amazing. But getting back to the shalom bias aspect, we all know and uh, that that the wife should not be the husband's meshkiach, and it's very hard to be encouraging to to push him to learn. Especially when it might be that the, the wife might not realize, but depending if the husband really has the kaiches or the zitzfleish to be able to sit and learn. And um, the question is, what could she do now to encourage her husband to do more learning? I'm assuming it means uh, throughout the year. And uh, specifically as it comes to Tishvua's night. The, 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 the true answer is that if he's not up to learning, there's not much that she can do. There's really not much that she can do because you know she's not going to nag and she's not going to uh, push him to do something. She's not going to force him to do something that he's, uh, that he's very, for, for whatever reason, totally uncomfortable with. But what, well, well, what she could do is she could discuss and uh, in a very, um, in a respectable way, especially if there are older children, that if the husband, just for the chinuch what a great chinuch tool it is to see a father going to, to learn. And she, says, and she even says, I don't care what you do, Shul. Children have to see a father go to learn at night. He has a chavrusi. He goes to a shir on a Shabbos afternoon. Whatever his schedules allows. But they have to be able to, what it does for the chinuch That could be in a very in, in a very caring way. She could be just the same way. We do so many sacrifices for our children. We do so many things out of our comfort zone for our children. And of course, from the main thing we should do is limit Torah for our children. And once I'm talking about that, I have to bring up the importance of learning with our children. For fathers, now many of us pay chavruses, and many of us pay tutors, and, we have, and we're busy. But with all the chavruses, and with all the tutors, and with all the extra learning that our children do, and like you mentioned, um, you know, there's different shiram on Zoom for children. It's important the father has to learn with the child. If a father has the ability to sit on, I don't know if it could be on a nightly basis or on a weekly basis, and yes, we know there's different programs of his and and, and, and and different sadarm, but it's important for a father to learn for the child. And what she could do then is, you know, I can't tell you to sit alone, but learn with your children. Do something, either chazwa to do with a yeshiva, make your only with, but make time to learn with your children. There are a few more questions that came in. One was just a very generic question. I wanted to read it anyway because somebody sent it in. Somebody says they have a hard time with eating milchitz. They want to know what is the minute to eat milchitz on shuas. They can explain it, and if it's something that I should really push myself to do, even though it's hard for me. It's a generic question, but it's a very good shuas question. Um, they have a hard time. He with likes rib steak. He likes rib steak. Doesn't like it. Cheese blintzes. Milchigs and shvus is like you said is only a minik. A minik means it's not a halacha. So if you don't eat, if you don't eat milchigs and shvus, you yeah, still. They also want to understand what the minik is. What's the shadon and why so do we do many, it? There are many reasons why we eat milchigs and shvus. Halacha brings down the reason. Mishabur brings down the reasons, and we can go into the nyanim. And there's many, many different reasons. Uh, you know the 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 the. The, the, the milchigs and shvus became like a mitzvah on its own. And there's different ways to do them in the minik. Some people eat people the first night. Some people eat the the, the sudash the, the suda out of milchigs. Some people eat a kiddush of milchigs and then eat dafka a fleshig meal. Um, 
to go through the different reasons, obviously, the, the, the Ramah says it's to give it a zeich of the shtei halachem. We know in Shavuos they bought two chalas. So the only way, al pi halacha, that one could have two chalas, we know the old minig was in Shavuos, you actually baked a milchig chala, and you then baked a fleishig chala. So if you had two meals, one had the milchig chala, one had the fleishig chala, that's what the Ramah says, the minig. Um, the different kadmanim say the minig is, and one of beautiful minig I heard is just simply because we know that a, a young child, a young child, its only sustenance is the mother's milk. That is the only sustenance for a young infant child. There's nothing else that gives that child sustenance. And that's how it has to be our connection to Torah. We have to, look to, we have to look at ourselves as young babies and our only sustenance is Torah. But you could surely be able to, uh, if a person feels that they can't eat the, you know, uh, I, what, what I would suggest is let your wife make the milk. You don't have to be part of the meal. And... Uh, Maybe if you can't eat milchings, if you learn the svarim that say the the reason behind the milig, the the the, the, the minig of milchings, that itself could be counted as if you eat milchings as well. Okay, here's an interesting one. My daughter is in ninth grade, struggling with Yiddishkeit. Other children are getting affected by her. I have no idea how to go into a three-day yomtiv with her doing whatever she wants and bringing down the feeling of Yom Tov. What is the proper approach going into Yom Tov in this situation? So this is, yeah, this is a very good question, but I, I don't believe it specifically. It doesn't have to do with Shavuos, it has to do with Shabbos in general, um, different family simchas on Yom Tov, and she started struggling with Yiddishkeit. It could be that she means that she's... Um, you know, I'm not sure if she's uh, struggling with Hilchas Shabbos and Hilchas Yom Tov, but especially when you're going to have a lot of children home and maybe there's guests there, um, maybe she's um, cutting corners in her tzniyas, and therefore, this is a question that parents ask when they, they have this situation, how they, especially, like as you say, when it comes to a three-day Yom Tov and if, if she's, uh, which can be very hard for those struggling and then the mysterious nefesh of to going through just to, to, to discuss a moment, what it means a teenage struggling and to be able to struggle that they have. Kaddish Baruch Hu puts certain nesiyanis to them. And, and we have to know what it means to appreciate their struggle. Ki hu We have to realize this pasuk, we have to chazer over this pasuk over and over again. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the Yetzirah that he gave to each and every person. He knows what our taivas are. He knows what we're up against. And therefore, we can never judge what a teenager is going through and what the personal struggle is. But then when it comes to a three-day Yom Tev, you're inviting guests, you might have married children over. Will this child pull out her phone? Will she keep her phone? Will she give her phone? I'm just using a generic example. I'm not sure exactly, you know, I'm not sure the specifics of the question. But to understand what it means a struggle in 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 in, in this situation. Now, um, mentioning um, Kesher Nafshi that that, that Oshie had mentioned in the beginning of this year, it was a very interesting concept. If I have a second to elaborate, but that I brought out from the Sefer Achinuch, and the Sefer Achinuch explains the mitzvah of the mitzvah, the Aveira of Moilach, that there's an Avedazar and Avedazar. Give me a second to elaborate because I hope I think the message. Is a, is a very, very strong message and a very, very strong uh, lesson on Chinuch. The Seyich Ta'achinuch elaborates 
why there's an Issa of Moilach. Moilach is, was this archaic type of Yates of Avaidazara that the old Goyim used to do, where they literally put up a huge fire, two flames of fire, and they used to take their children and throw them into the fire. They used to be Mavir Zarai Lamoilach. They used to throw their children in the fire for Avaidazara. The Torah says it's Usr to give your children over to the Moilach. And the Gemara says a, a, a drasha that the Aveir is only if you give over Mizare Lamailuch, you give over some of your children. But if someone gives all his children to this Avaidazar, he's not Chayib, he's not Chayib Misa. Mizare, the Gemara says, Veloy Kalzare. And the Rishonim wonder why. Why should this person not get the same punishment? He's even, uh, he's, he's killing more of his children. And the Sefer Chinech says an amazing concept, which we have to learn. The Sefer Chinech tells us how we are educating our children on, on a daily basis. He says, he says, the reason why Moilach is Aser, he says, he says, I don't have it in front of me, but he says an amazing term. He says, these Goyim, these Tipshim, these Kaimrim, they used to convince these old-fashioned Goyim that if you give one child up to Avaidazara, you kill one child of Avaidazara, you'll have success with your other children. Give one child to Avaidazara, kill him for the Avaidazara, your other children will be successful. So therefore, the Avera of Moilach is to kill one child and the other children should stay alive. If you kill all your children, that's not the Avaidazar. That's what the Chinech says. But we take it an amazing, the Goyish way of doing it is I'm giving up the Chinech of one child in order for success of another child. We're talking to parents, and I'm talking to giving to parents who have it as, as, this, as this parent texted, I'm a parent of a struggling teenage girl. It's so important to realize that you have a mitzvah chinuch, you have a mitzvah of an education, and you have a mitzvah, obviously, the love is there for every single child, for every one of your children. And it's a, it's a very, very delicate balance. How are you going to balance the chinuch of one child vis-a-vis -vis the other child? Because what's good for one child is not good for the other child. And this is what mothers and fathers do on a daily basis, being mechanic all the children that they have. Each child has his own needs. Each child has his own likes. Each child needs the mother's personal touch and personal love, and therefore we have to juggle it. But so much more when there's a child that's struggling and clearly needs more attention and more time, it makes it so much harder. But we must keep this in mind. You must think, what can my child... Now, obviously, there's certain, you have to speak to your mother, Derek. Will your daughter's holding? What you're going to allow? What you're not allowed? Do you take away her phone? Do you not take away her phone? You comment the way she's dressed, you call it out to the middle, depending on your situation, it's just hard for me to answer on a more general basis. And as everyone has to speak to their Maradarak, knowing the family dynamics. And in this situation, you have to have a very good Maradarak who knows your family dynamics and who knows the the this this parsha quite well. But what I can tell you is you realize the same way how you love each child equally, you have to be mechanachit child weekly and know what your mitzvah is. Her, your shvuas this year might have to be, maybe like we say, not be, not uh, you know, just making a nice yomtiv and making sure that meals are just nice, fun, geschmack, not so long, not so um, uh, talking such deep different terror in order to get this child involved because you don't want to sacrifice her chinuch for the other for for because you have because you feel that your yomtiv has to be. You know, just having a suda with uh, the father saying a half an hour to return. Just using an example. Vice versa as well. You have to can't ignore the other children as well. You have to make sure that ch the other children get their shoes as well. So 
you have to realize there's a shvuas for her too. And uh, she has to somehow feel connected to the shvuas. Exactly how to do it that I, that I know that Kodesh Baruch each gives each parent a siyata deshmaya. But be aware that, you know, I spoke to a, just to say a personal story, but I spoke to one of the parents at, 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 at Keshenafshi, and um, I'm going to obviously, you know, not mention a name, but the, the, the person was a, a very, very hush of a person. He said that um, he'd, one of his children were, were, were coming to him for yomtiv, but hasn't been by his seder a very long time. And this child um, struggled in, 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 in different Yiddishkeit issues. And this year he called up, he said, Ta, I'm coming to you to the seder. And he spoke it over with his Moira Derech. He knew, he said, he's told me, I knew my Seder is going to have to be quick this year. Every year I make a long Seder. Every year I make a, I spend a long time to retire. But if my child, if my son said after many years, he's coming to me to my Seder, I knew I'm going to have to change it. I spoke to my other children. They were on board how we're going to do it. But I was able to do it to have this child included in the Pesach Seder as well. And the same has to be with Shavuos as well. Um, maybe, and just, uh, again, without noting the personal dynamics, Shavuos might be a time because, like we've heard so many of the questions, it seems to be a, a boy's yomtiv and a men's yomtiv, but maybe there might be some private time that a mother and a daughter who, during the year, was quite busy and there's quite many other things going on, might be a, some, some private time to be able to connect in a unique way as well. Okay, we've got a few more questions like this, but I know we spoke about it a little in the beginning. I'm just going to do another one, just Chazar, but I think it's important. Somebody texted the, the different versions. Basically, they have a 13-year-old boy who's a good boy, but he has no interest in going to shul. It's hard for him to wake up for shachas and has little interest in spending time in shul. Therefore, shul holds no appeal to him whatsoever. How can I motivate him? Is it a question for shul or the question in general? I guess in general, but now it's coming true. So let's, 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 I guess it's zeb zeb. So, so, Again, like with everything in Chinuch, you never make a fight, you know, especially with your, you, you never fight, your, especially when your kids come to the teenage years. Um, uh, um, it's because uh, one second, like, your lights went out, so give me a second. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, again. Oh, you see that? You see me? Oh, okay. yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, yeah. yeah, you know, it's getting dark, you know, so by the way, it's getting dark also outside, also. So, but, yeah. Oh. Turn it back on. Um, you know, when, when it comes to be inspiring a teenager, which is, 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 is I'm still looking for I'm still looking for the right answer for that as well. You know, <laughs> I hope my Talmidim maybe maybe we should ask this question to some of my Talmidim on <laughs> or who are on record. What's the right way to inspire a teenager? But fighting usually doesn't work, especially fighting to get up. It's very hard, you know. Uh, you know Baruch Hashem, being a, a Rebbe to many, many teen, Rebbe and a Manal of many, many teen, teenagers, and being a parent of teenagers as well. Um, and, and we have this, to have this struggle on a daily basis. So fighting usually doesn't work. Um, incentives work. Same holds as true with truest name. It's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to get into a fight with your child. You could try to encourage your child. You could try to inspire your child. A great idea would be if the father makes it into a family things. And sometimes the father has to, you know, this gets into the very big, uh, big question. Should a father give up his personal shear or his personal chavrusa? Maybe if he could be able to bring his child, child to shul, which is a good, which is a good, um, a good shayla to ask. It's a good question to ask if the father encourages his son to shul and then said, I'll learn with you. 
but that means he's not going to be learning with his chavur, so not be going to his share. It might be the right thing to do as well. Um, as much as possible as a mother, just inspiration and excitement. And interesting to note, usually, even though uh, getting a child to yeshiva that's struggling a little bit on a daily basis, Shavuos night usually has a, a certain oomph to it and a certain push to it that uh, many boys are inspired on their own to, are, are on their own to go. Um, if I could just, um, you know, make a make a request, if there are any rabbeim out there, and you know, and sometimes it can be hard in different communities, it can be harder. But if rabbeim could make certain programs, like I mentioned before, the rabbeim and my yeshiva, they make sure to make different programs to get the boys to get together on Shavuos night. We know the mesiftas do it, and the yeshiva didn't do it. But if even the boys in seventh and eighth grades, if they have different learning programs with incentives to be able to get them to come Shavuos night, it might go a long way. Okay. The last question of the night before we go to closing. You ready? Okay. It's the easiest question. I'm joking. It's the hardest question. Good luck. <laughs> Save this for last. I am living alone and my children will not be with me this yomtiv. Can Rabbi Kassir give me chizik? In general, for all lonely people this yomtiv, how could they feel and obtain simcha and the simcha of Torah being, by being alone? This is a hard question. This this is this is a, a a struggle that that so much of our our simchis and so much of our yomtiv is dear to be to, is 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 with other people and um, to be part of it to be part of it, uh, it to be it, to to and I'm assuming but especially when it comes to shvuas it's person living alone has a daily struggle. Every Shabbos is a struggle. Every, every Yom Tev is hard, but at least then you go through the motions. You do the mitzvahs of the Yom Tev. Here it's a three-day Yom it's, it's a three-day Yom Tev. And my message is the message that we started, start, that, that we started is with. Over and over again, every single person in Kla Yisrael has to realize, Hashem shows you Hashem loves you. And if Hashem loves you, means Hashem has a specific, specific want in your personal avaidah. And what you're adding to Klal Yisrael, every neshama, what, 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 what Shavuos teaches us more than every Yom Tev is that every single neshama is special. Every single neshama has a certain tafkid, regardless the way they dress, regardless the way they look, regardless the, the family situation they're in, regardless they're part of a large family, or regardless if it's someone that's living alone, there's something that I could that I contribute in order to make to bring forth a kiddush shem shemayim. And therefore, my avoda living alone on Shavuos, I feel that I'm, I'm contributing to this kiddush shem shemayim because that's what we're here for. Our tachlis is, however, if we learn a lot, oh, if we learn a little, if we're a ben Torah, if we're a man, or as we heard tonight, or if I'm a woman. There's something that I could do to bring forth a Kiddush Shem Shemayim. And this Shavuos, if I can make a Kabbalah, this Shavuos is, how am I going to bring out a greater Kvayt Shemayim? Okay. We're going to close the Kvayt Think of the closing. It's the last year before Shavuos. I'll give you a few minutes before we get there. Again, a great for coming on tonight. So many practical zachen just to take and to get the chizik for this yontiv. It's a big three-day yontiv. We need we needed the, the preparation because it's, 
I think the three day thing is a big thing. <laughs> it's not like just one day, you know, three days, it's a lot. So, but Shem should be a Moedic Yontiv, and then should take from your words, be a with it, and Shkoyach and Shem Abixi, which come back, which from part three. And we're ready for part three. I just want to say one thing just in closing. And it oh, just... No, no, we're not the closing yet. Wait, wait for the closing. Wait for the closing. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. A minute, a minute. Okay, a great special to all the sponsors that sponsored tonight's year. Special thank you to my my Mekutanim, Moshe Shmuel and Chaisar Milstein, the Schos, for all the looking for Zivik and the children, amazing people. And it also to tonight's year sponsored by Fresh Start. Fresh Start is an intensive seven day retreat designed for men and women who understand the process of healing, unresolved trauma, neglect, and abuse. Participants will benefit from a combination of modalities, including attachment theory, inner child work, somatic work, self regulation, mindfulness, no, and family systems, and more. Um, again, it's a tremendous, it's a great program. It's a week program in Detroit. Um, if anybody has interest in it or people could use it, it's a tr- great way to get yourself, you know, people are in that situation. They need a, a week of intense therapy and getting themselves back on their feet. Go to www.thefsrc.com. That's the fsrc.com or call 248-301-9997. It's run by Rav Shumar also. He's behind the whole thing and uh, they have a tremendous staff over there. Please let people know that. Again, tonight's year is 104. If anybody wants to join our WhatsApp status, um, please WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066, and I'll send you the flyer um, every Sunday. You can go to menachemberfel.com, to Menachem's website. You can sign up to his email, and every week he sends you the emails. And again, for all those that are here, um, every Sunday night at 9.30, we have a share on different topics. But next week, we're going to be learning Shua, so we're going to be probably... What is it going to be Sunday night, 9 30? We're going to be in the middle of the, middle of the, Mamash, the, middle of the meal, eating, you know, the chal, the kogel, or maybe the, the cheese latkes, I don't know. But uh, there won't be a share. But then June 12th, Mashem, we're going to have an amazing event with Ari Schoenfeld, one of the biggest Rebbeim in Klai, so I'm going to call him. He had the Zoom share of thousands and thousands of boys during COVID, and he inspired, and he was an unbelievable Mechanach and Rebbe and Gishmaka guy. Shares how it's, how it's Gishmak to be a kid, creating a Chinuch environment that brings out the best of our children. And he really brought it out. And he really, you know, that's what he is. So uh, it should be a powerful and deep, meaningful program. Please join, be part of it. I think we could all gain. Everything is recorded. Hopefully tomorrow, if anybody has any questions, please email coachmenachem at gmail.com. Um, if anybody wants to hear the share on the phone, it's share 104. It's going to be on the phone lines at 848-777-GROW. It's 848-777-GROW. From Five Town Central, from JCN, and uh, here for coming on. I'm gonna go first to Coach Menachem. Oh, the Gmatch read it ready. Gmatch running for a Heilach, whatever it was, right? Oh, look it up. Hold on. Heilach <laughs> Vegudel. To go and to grow. That's what, that's what I think. That's what we gained tonight. Heilach Vegudel. Arnayach read the Gmatch is Moiradik. Um, anyway, Coach Menachem, let's go. Let's wrap up what we learned tonight. Then we'll go to Rabbi Kassir. Shkoyach, Rabbi Kassir. And um, for giving the physic and the practical tips and for everyone, how to connect and whatever works, try to do whatever works. I just want to add that after everything you've tried and you're trying to figure it out and you still don't know, many times... I think, especially when it comes before Yontif, when, when we're out of routine, that's when questions come up. A lot of challenges come up. That's when we see it more. You know, daily, you know, daily routine, 
it is what it is. But now when there's a change, um, challenges come up, that's number one. And there might be things that you can't change and it might be uncomfortable. So, and that's okay too. You know, to say it's Tefillah, something that you would love if things would be different. You would love if things would be, uh, look, look um, you know, more connection, more shaykhs, or maybe the kids or the spouse. We want a lot of things. And if there's something you can do, go ahead, work on it. But sometimes we, we feel like we hit a wall. There's nothing you can do. This is what it is. And this is where Hashem put us. So yes, we can talk to Hashem. We can down to Hashem. I do think it's a good idea to spend a few minutes by yourself before Yom Tif. Don't wait for Yom Tif. Sit down before Yom Tif and think for yourself, what, what comes up? What are the things that, that are hard for you? And the things you would love to, be, to look different. And if you can add something that can help you with the Yom Tif, beautiful. Like we heard a lot of tips tonight. And if there's something that you can't do, it's a little bit like accepting. This is where I am. And I know it's hard, but this is where Hashem wants me to be. This is what my yontav is going to look like. I'll try to make the most out of it. And tefillah, uh, that's part of Torah. This is being part of Emuna, Torah, and Kal Yisrael. So thank you very much, Rabbi Kassir, for inspiring the Oilam. And we should be able to take whatever we can to grow and become closer. Shkoyach. Sender Yossi Kassira, please give us Divre Chizik before we go into this Yamtev. Give us the Kaychas we need to be, to, to, to wrap, to really bring in the Hashboys and to feel it for the people that need the Chizik and the people that want the, the Chizik and really wrap it up in one nutshell. Sorry, it's the easy question. <laughs> First of all, being here tonight and hearing the questions, this itself is a Chizik. And just everyone, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Chazu Bonei Chaviva. Hakadosh Baruch has so much naches from his Yiddish kinder. Chazu Bonei Chaviva. He looks at his beloved children. This is the famous song that every that we sing on Shavuos. The Mishdachin B'Tzara D'Lahoyin. Hearing tonight some of the struggles that families go through, that some of the struggles that Klayus were all going through. But Va'askin Ched V'Sedili. All the questions had one goal in mind. How do I get closer to Torah? How to become closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu? How do I connect myself closer to Shavuot? So this just being here tonight, this year, is an amazing chizik. And like we said, especially a night like tonight, being part of this year should be a schus, as a naches for all our children, and all our children should grow. So word of chizik, I believe the chizik has to be, and to wrap up, a lot of the questions that was discussed tonight in one word is the word Shavuos. We have this great Yom Tiv and it's called Shavuos. Shavuos we know means weeks. Yes, we don't refer to it, we don't refer to it as Kabbalah Satayra, Matan Taira, Maimon Harsina. We refer to it as the word Shavuos. Why do we refer to it as the word Shavuos, the word the weeks? Because we count seven weeks. It's, we refer to the Yom Tiv, the seven weeks that precede the Yom Tiv Shavuos than to the actual Yom Tiv itself. And this is the greatest chizik of all, because the Bali Musar explained, Ravel Lapian explains, that when it comes to Torah learning, Hashem just wants one thing. Hashem just wants you to try. Don't worry if you will succeed or not. The success is, when it comes to success in Torah learning, that's not up to you. 
you just try. Trying means what? Just by asking these questions, by saying to Hashem, I want to become close to you. By saying to Hashem, I want to be able to learn a little bit better. By a girl saying, how do I become closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? By a mother saying, how do I get my children expired? This is the hachana, this is the true, this is the true inspiration, and this is the way where we prepare ourselves to Matan Torah. And this is what we have to do. You do that little try the week before, and then Shavuos will work out. The young, we don't, so to say, we're all trying to connect ourselves to Shavuos. When the Yom Tov Shavuos is just three days we spent to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A little bit before, you put in that effort, whatever effort you will, that will be, you'll have an amazing Yom Tov. You'll have an amazing, an amazing and inspirational Shavuos. It's a three-day Yom Tov, as we said in the poll, seems like it seems like, but because of that, it's three days of inspiration. It's an amazing, like Menachem just said, it's an amazing Ace Rotson. Look at it, three days that you buy Har Sinai. Out of those three days, out of the 72 hours, everyone, men, women, mothers, grandmothers, children, women living alone, the single mother, the different people that we discussed, Bachram, Yungalite and BMG, we spoke, I believe the questions came from literally like Maimon Hasina. We had every faction of clients who asked questions tonight. You see how everyone's connected to Tyra. Everyone could take those few minutes and say a small tefillah about, about to be connected. A few kapitach tefillah. Matna Torah was an amazing Eisratzen. Klai Yisrael should be makabal the Torah behav of Eisratzen this year with all its hashpoyes toivis, hashpoyes toivis beruchnius, hashpoyes toivis begashmius. We shall have naches from our children. Our children should go b'derech hayasha. Those who need shidduchim should find shidduchim quickly. Those who need to be benched with zeresh or kayama should have children. It's a time that, that we should be able to lead our children b'derech hatayra. Klai Yisrael should have parnasa. By, by Matan Torah, all of Bnei Yisrael, Harifu, we should all have Rafur Shalema. And like we said before, do everything. We all have something that we can add to bring forth Kvayt Shemayim. And that is the greatest lesson for Shuas. Thank you for Thank you. Everybody have a great Yantiv and we'll see you at Shem June 12th, Rabbi Ari Schoenfeld. Have a beautiful Yantiv. Thank you. It's Yantiv, everyone. Thank you.